BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter. Emily told me today that she's going to get into the property owning game. I mean, that's part of why I moved here is I would never afford property in Los Angeles. I mean, I don't think anyone can. I've I've been lying to you. I'm actually not coming to you from Los Angeles. This is a shanty shack I've rented outside of Albuquerque. (laughs) With just a, a studio set up. Well, your thing look like LA. I mean, I mean, that's every podcaster's garage. Like, check it out. You're in Bobland. This is my setup. Here's my opinion. Um, you were saying how you don't want to pay all this money just to live like right on top of someone, which I get. Um, yeah. and I'm like, well, that's why you go. And the truth is, caveat mTOR, like the first thing I bought when I got money was my own condo. And it was super cool, super chill. And then this is just like beware, you guys. One guy in the condo association, there were like 10 of us, claimed that because we didn't fix a leak in the roof, we all voted on the way we wanted to fix it. And he was like super weird about like the way he wanted to do it. And then all of a sudden, months later, he was like, that leak dripped into my apartment and I slipped. And I'm like, you slipped (laughs) on your carpeted condo. And he was in a neck brace. He sued our condo association and he's one of these like professional plaintiff kind of people. Yeah. And I was like, hey man, like you're bullshit and you're suing us. And we had to have like meet. I was like 20, 28, you're, like taking meetings yeah. with lawyers. And he was like, every time he left, he would like be in his neck brace. Like, oh, and I wrote an email. I was like, just so you know, you are bullshit. And he was like, wow, Eliza. And now that like I've been sued by like a professional plaintiff person, like I know how they are. And he yeah. was like, wow, Eliza. I was like, there's no way your neck is that broken. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like you didn't, f- like even if you're like six, eight <laughs> and you fall, like there's just no reason on carpet to be that fucked up. And he was like, wow, yeah. apparently you are not only 
like a musculo- musculoskeletal expert, but you're also a brain surgeon or neurospinal surgeon. <laughs> He's like, you must have so many expertise. And I just go, and I wrote this. I go, I'm none of those things. What I am is a stand-up comic. So I know bullshit when I see it and you are garbage. And I just like got out of there. So you might have one of those in your building. Well, that was also, weren't you in like another fight there? Or was that at another place where you were like part of a, you fought AT&T or something? Do you know? Yeah. Well, that had nothing to do with it. That was across the street. AT&T wanted to put up like a cell phone tower on the building, on top of a building. And it just so happened that that building was not section eight housing, but it was all like Latino, like a lot of, yeah, they were all Latino mothers, a lot of single mothers, poorer people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can't just put like a microwave on top of these people's homes and think that everyone's yeah. going to be cool with that. Nice try. That's, that's the good fight. And the other guy can, no one had ever talked to him. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh my neck, I need millions. And you're like, go back in your hole. Anyways. Do you, do you know if you had to pay him? Like the condo? No, never found. Oh. It's kind of like when they leave the land of chew and swallow. At the end of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, I never look back. So what I'm saying to you is they can all sound great. And then one guy says that he broke his neck and yet somehow still is able to go to his car every day and walk around. That's why I might wind up with like a shack that's on like like a big yard. Like there are a lot of those in Georgia where it's the smallest house and then the biggest yard and all of the yard yes. is kind of brown. That's what you want to do is buy the smallest house in the nicest area so everyone hates you and then eventually you sell. Buying property, like, it is more money, more problems. And, like, yeah, you get a house, but, like, it is endless. Like, watch Money Pit and then see if you still want to be a homeowner. But it was it's part of the American dream. I just want to be away. I just want my own space. Yeah, I get it. Maybe a tent for you? Maybe a tent. Gracie and I did sleep in a tent together, so. Cool. She's ready. It's weird that your dad opted for that instead of a normal hotel, but that's cool. Yeah, when Emily drove here with her, drove back home with her dad, he's like, because of COVID, we're staying outside. Like, if you're equipped for that, great. But like, my family, that would be, something had gone wrong. COVID and um, not having to deal with the cat being allowed in there or not. Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, now we've started talking about cats, so everyone's tuning out. Uh-huh. Folks, we're here with the answers. And and they're probably going to be the same if this is about your weird mother coming to live with you, who's a giant mother-in-law. Bee. Mother-in-law. Uh, that being said, let's get to it because you got questions and we have a lot a lot of new listeners. Welcome to the fold. Here we go. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I'd love your perspective on this one. My cousin got married mid twenty twenty one. I was in her wedding and we all had a great time leading up to it and at the wedding. After her bridal shower and bachelorette party, she sent super prompt thank you notes. For her wedding, I contributed to her honeymoon fund and my parents gave her and her new husband a financial gift. Not life-changing money, but very generous in my opinion. No thank you notes, no acknowledgement. They did cash the check. I also sent a Christmas gift that went unacknowledged. I don't get it and I'm hurt by this behavior. I don't need her to genuflect, but I think it's rude not to acknowledge gifts at all. Not even a verbal thank you or text for any of the above. But trying to let it go, but it's nagging. What do you think is going on there? Um, Either... She like, are you guys close? Cause sometimes people like my aunt sent me slippers for my birthday. So of course I texted her, but like, I'm probably not going to send my aunt a thank you note. I would not send my dad or mom a thank you note. Is there a version where you guys are so close? She thought she didn't have to. She also may have forgotten. Like she may have been sending so many or she sent it and it never got there. 
We've been sending my mother-in-law like gifts and cards and we just found out that none of the stuff we sent had been getting there. Like there's some like black hole around her address. Um, why don't you just send her a text and it could be on, your parents sent both. Oh no, either parents sent the, the wedding gift and you sent a Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah. You can totally play dumb and be like, hey, I'm just wondering if something's up. I never knew if you got my Christmas gift. You could also lie and be like, I had a couple friends that like did, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Just be like, hey, did you ever get my Christmas gift? And you could even just be like, hey, uh, fuck, that's so awkward. It's so tacky. Cause you don't want to attack her. And she's like, oh, cause she'll probably be like, oh my gosh, I totally thought I sent that. Uh-huh. You know, I feel like, I feel like you just got to be like, did you get my, you're within your rights. And I will tell you this, it's happened because I send thank you notes immediately. It's happened one or two times where either the note wasn't attached. So I didn't know who sent it and I couldn't send the thank you note or I thought I sent it and I didn't. So give her the benefit yeah. of the doubt and then she'll feel so bad. But then you're getting this thank you and you're like, I don't really want this now. Start with your gift. And it's up to your parents to be like, what did you end up using the money for or something? But maybe you don't get her a gift in the future. But don't, just in case she's not being a dick, just ask. Send a text right yeah. now. Like just wondering. I would just want to make sure it actually got there. And if I knew it actually got there, I would just let it go because I wouldn't want to have a conversation about it. Yeah, because what if your Christmas gift didn't get there? And you're like yeah. all mad at her. She's like, what gift? We sent very expensive chocolates and coffee to my mother-in-law from Sweden and the pack, I'm sorry, from Vienna. And it just never arrived. And I was like, oh, I can't believe they didn't get it. And it's so heartbreaking when you put money into a gift that just gets swallowed up. That being said, I toured, uh, I toured, Europe in October, two days ago, my package from Hungary that I sent myself arrived. They also sent it three days prior. So the theater fucked up, <laughs> but still, sometimes things happen. So just ask. Yeah. yeah. And it's your parents are within their right to be like, hey, we just, or reach out to her mom and be like, you know, your aunt Linda and uncle Jeff sent you this gift. Did you ever say thank you? My mom has said that to me. She'd be like, did you ever say thank you to the Bells for the gift they sent? I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot. Anyway, you're allowed. What's she going to do? Be like, how dare you ask me that? Anyway. I got a thank you card from you the other day. And my mom was like, this is so nice. I can't believe she sent you a thank you card. And I was like, yeah, she always, she has a prompt thank you card sender. My mom was like, you're going to keep it, right? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, it's on my desk right now. You're like, I was with Eliza the day she had her miscarriage. Like, we have uh, an understanding and a closeness. I don't need to keep any more <laughs> mementos from her. That being said, you always... My mother is alive, but she would be rolling over in her bed if she knew <laughs> that I didn't send a thank you note. Always send it. <laughs> don't presume just because you're close. It doesn't need a thank you note unless it's from your mom. You don't need to write a note. Yeah. Yeah, I sent a note. I was like, that'd be so tacky. Anyway, I forgot... what. If you sent me, it was baby gift. Yeah. The baby sandwich. That's right. Okay, go ahead. If you're new to the pod, we're off to a slow start today. Let's kick it into high gear. Let's kick in some dick. You're not going to like this kick or you're going to love it. It could go either way. Hi, Liza, baby arm, snow peach, and pink baby tree frog. Diehard fan here. Love your sponsor (laughs) products. My dog spends his daytime naps on the bed now that I have a Buffy comforter. Mm. Question for you. Do you know what a courtesy flush is? I learned this handy tip back when I worked on cruise ships and lived in very close quarters. No one likes the stench of a stinky dump in a tiny cruise ship cabin. Here's how you do it. 
reach around and get your hand ready on the flush bus button. As soon as that giant turd leaves your butthole, you flush at the same time so that rancid smell does not linger any more than it has to. Super handy when at coffee shops, dinner parties, etc. Did you already know about this super handy trick or is this the first time you're hearing of it? Thank you for making me hysterically laugh every Wednesday, Aaron. Is Aaron with an E or an A? Any lady Aaron. I love that I'm opening up the conversation to women talking openly about like hot dumping out. And it's not like I want to be gross, but it's also like these things are very funny and we're not allowed to talk about it. Aaron, you're gross. No, Aaron, I did know about a courtesy flush. Uh, I feel like there's also some movie where it's like, hey, how about a courtesy flush? But I think it's dumb and dumber. Oh, probably. But I I don't know. Um, Yeah, I mean, that should... Even if you've never heard of it, I bet people have instinctively done it because I don't know who's like, let me collect as much noxious gas as I can and then leave it to peel off the toilet paint. (laughs) But also it's that thing of, you're like, do you want somebody here? You don't want somebody here. You have to flush more than once. You know what I mean? Yeah, but wouldn't you rather? And also it's like, either you hear my flush or you feel my stink. And also, (laughs) like, hopefully you're not taking a dump in a crowded area, but a dump is like a murder. You got to get rid of the evidence quickly. (laughs) (laughs) don't break that tank. Every woman should have a basic understanding of like ball cock and chain placement. So you can fix, usually when your toilet quote unquote breaks, it's just the chain came out. You should know. Otherwise it's going to be floating in there and you're going to be like, Rick, can you come in? (laughs) Help. I had a turd stuck. (laughs) That is something I learned to fix very quickly when I started living on my own. Mm -hmm. You You got to. You don't want someone to come over. Well, also, do you know how many plumbers are just like making that house call money? Because they're like, yeah, some dumb girl didn't know to just fix this one thing. Usually they're nice about it. I've had pretty good maintenance men typically. Like if it's dumb, they're like, look, I got to charge you for the gas, but I'm not going to charge you for this. Um, yeah. So just, you know, basic understanding of maintenance. You know, maybe that's something you can do. Ballcock. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. 
Plus, with Rosetta Stone's True Accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic, pared-down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. So the other end of the spectrum from that question... Hi, Eliza. I'm curious if you employ any specific strategies to eat meals for your maximum enjoyment. I always think it's interesting to see how people attack a plate. As an extreme example, on a potluck plate, would you bounce around from egg rolls to mac and cheese to fruit salad and back again? Or do you eat all of one thing before you move on to the next flavor profile? What about a Thanksgiving plate or burgers and fries? I recently started eating my fries first at their peak crispness and then following the burger. I'm not mad at it. Thanks in advance for your infinite wisdom. Congrats on your new tiny bundle of joy. Watching you perform in Oakland with your belly was so inspiring. It made me cry right into my face mask. Danielle. Danielle, you know, this is the best use of my time is answering this question. You eat specifically. And I think that people should know. I do. As in very quickly and aggressively. I very quickly and aggressively. Uh, It's funny that you ask this, Danielle, because... I'm going to start using people's names in the questions because then she's going to perk up and tune in. Tune up. Um, The other day I was like, why delay pleasure? Like, why Mm. am I eating? You get something delicious. You're like, okay, I'll eat like the less delicious parts first and I'll save it. We have this tendency to like save it for the end. What if you use up that stomach room? Go eat the dessert first. Eat the tasty part first. And then if you have room left over, you eat something else. Like you want to eat well-balanced meals, but like... If, if it's all well-balanced, why save the tastiest thing? Fucking dive. Life is too short. That's all I keep thinking about lately. Life is too short to be like, I ate some bland green beans and then moved on to the tasty carrots. Just get in there and, and you can mix them up. Your brain isn't going to be grossed out if you do egg roll, then mac and cheese, then a bite of pie. Like, I feel like each thing is its own modular experience. So it's not like you're mixing it on the plate and it's all getting... There was this girl that rode the bus with me 
that, that sounds weird. Like I had like a special bus. This girl and I used to ride the bus together and she, I think did it for attention, but she would mix like savory food, like lollipops with her sandwich or something. And she was like, it's all going to mix in your stomach. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't need to mix simultaneously in your mouth. No. But once you've swallowed, if you move on to the next thing, you'll notice your brain adjusts quickly. Hence like salty sweet. You can go back and yeah. forth ping pong all day. So I guess I mix it up. I do exactly what you said not to, which is I save the good thing for last. I'll eat the vegetable or whatever and then. Yeah, I mean, but that's you forcing nutrition down your gullet. (laughs) And I am a nutritious eater anyway. And so I'm just like, if one thing's a little bit better on the plate, eat that. And then if you're too full, who cares? We also, our plates are way too big here in America. Like you are eating- And this, I was not going to do this for my cob because I was like, let's not talk about the baby all the time. I don't know if this works, if this affects any other women, but pumping makes me physically nauseous. Oh. Not nauseous, like I'm going to throw up, but like I, the thought of eating, like some women pump and they're eating and they're all, I have to do, I have to either watch like a dumb show or just like focus on an email. So, and it's made me like not as hungry, even though you should be very hungry in real life because I'm so nauseated from that feeling and I am using it to my advantage. And the other day I like had like the tiniest bowl of oatmeal and normally I'd go back for like seconds and thirds. And I was like, no, you don't need a third bowl of oatmeal. You fucking Highland cow. So just, I don't know. I guess my answer is start breastfeeding and see if it makes you nauseous. (laughs) Breastfeeding's fine. It's the pumping. Um, Mix it up and you should eat fries first and put them in the burger. Chips go on everything. Mix it up. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. Sometimes chips are the only thing saving that dish. I had a really bland burrito recently and I just kept on eating, looking for that crunch. Did you put chips in it? Got to. On the bite, not like in it. Otherwise they get wet. (laughs) Okay. I'm so sorry. Of course. I'm sorry. (laughs) Go on. Hi, Eliza, Emily, sweet baby, sweet angel baby, and the tiniest snow peach. I love your podcast. I've watched all of your specials many times. And your stand-up show in March 2020 in Indianapolis was the last event I attended before all of the COVID chaos. So fun to see you live. Also loved your recent cameo on the show Dollface. Oh, yeah. Someone texted me a picture of that the other day of you. You're like presenting something. Yeah, I'm basically doing my stand-up act. And I was very pregnant, which is why I'm in like the dorkiest outfit. Uh, but yeah, I'm friends with the showrunner and uh, lots of fun. So here's the story. My current roommate and one of my best friends, we'll call her Sarah, and I have been having a great year living together as we both followed our dreams and moved to NYC. The timing worked out and we were able to move in together. We lived together in college and she's one of my closest friends. I am 26, female, and she is 28, female. We share a ton of friends and spend oodles of time together socially. I recently decided to move back to the Midwest to move in with my boyfriend and prioritize my relationship moving forward. I'm really happy. He was incredibly supportive of me living out my NYC dreams, and now we're both excited to live in the same place again. We've discussed marriage, kids, and all that, and are very much on the same page about our lives. All that to say, this is an exciting shift for me. I told Sarah that I'd be moving, and she completely flipped out started crying, saying she feels like all of her friends are moving on without her and had to be consoled. I expected disappointment, but not this extreme reaction. There was no, I'm sad you're leaving, but I'm happy for you and your boyfriend. She basically threw a temper tantrum. I addressed this with her a few days later and said our reaction was hurtful and a bit selfish. She apologized and we moved forward. Great. Next question. (laughs) 
I then realized <laughs> that she never asked me about my relationship and has never cared to know about that part of my life. Mind you, we're close friends and talk all the time, so this realization was hurtful. Her toxic ex re-enters the picture for the third time in a year. He's a piece of trash, treats her like a piece of trash. She keeps letting him back in her life. I've done my best to be a good friend. I've shared my opinion only when she's asked and she knows I can't stand him, yet she still decided to try going back to him for the third time. Now to the question. Sarah has been a close friend for years and I do love her, but between the lack of caring about my life and the lack of self-respect when it comes to the ex, it's been hard to be around her lately. We still have fun together, but I have to set aside all of these things in my mind to have a good time. She's acting really emotionally immature and selfish, and I know it all feels more extreme because we're living together. She's a smart, beautiful, and amazing person overall and has been a good friend to me in the past, but watching this self-destructive behavior right. combined with her lack of support of me has been painful. Do you think all of this is just a phase because she's hurting right now and miserable with her own dating life? Yes. Or do you think that once I move out that I should also create distance in our friendship? Yeah, well, it's going to happen naturally uh, because the seeds have already been planted. You're moving out soon. You're giving way too much thought to this. Her reaction to you saying you're moving back to the Midwest has nothing to do with you and everything to do with what she feels she's missing out on and her own, not inadequacies, but her own insecurities. Um, and I don't blame her for going back to this piece of shit because like she just said, she feels like all of her friends are moving on and this happens to girls around this time in your 20s where you're like, oh no, people are planting seeds for relationships. They're making moves in their life. I should be doing that. So she's putting together what little semblance of a future she thinks she can create. I don't blame her. It's not the right thing to do, but you are onward and upward to your own things. Now, you're within your rights to say to her, I just want you to know I love you and care about you so much. Uh, and it kind of hurts my feelings that you never like really ask me about that part of my life. But the truth is she doesn't ask you about it because A, if you live in New York, it does the rest of the country doesn't matter. That is how New Yorkers view it. And they're not totally wrong. Like you're living in your own reality. You're also in like the most exciting city in the world. So she thinks of your Midwest boyfriend as just like some dude, it's lame. There's like an elitist way of looking at everything else. But like, he's not in the picture. She's probably never met him. Nobody really wants to hear about someone else's relationship, especially in your 20s, especially when that person's taking your only friend that you like love so much away. I wouldn't want to know about Scott either. I don't know why I said Scott. Um... I would just let it lie truthfully and you're almost out of there. You can try to connect with her, but you probably won't talk to this girl beyond once you move away. And this is just part of growing up. I promise you, you will look back in five years when we are definitely still doing this podcast and you'll be like, Eliza was right. She's going to find her own way and do not, don't get muddied. I've got plenty of friends who like dated loser guys and it's like, look, you're kind of being a weirdo and and there's a distance created. And that little temper tantrum planted the seed of like, you're kind of separating yourself from her. That's it. You're moving on. You did nothing wrong. You wish her the best. Mm -hmm. You be kind. You're out of there. And if you guys reconnect later, great. But that's what's happening, baby. You got yeah. plans, baby. And they involve the state of Missouri, the great state of Iowa. Hi, everyone. Well, wait, but you call someone Scott. I do need to address Scott spoke in the last episode and the comments on Instagram were thirsty. Ladies, Scott, I'm pretty sure he he's married. Taken. Yeah, he he's in a, a thriving thruple and he is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's got a buttery voice. Hey, the people were really like, oh my God, Scott's back. It's happening. Scott's always been there. I... 
Yeah. Hot Scotty. By the way, I think I planted in his head that he's like this super hot dude. He's called Hot Scotty because it sounds like hot toddy. And his <laughs> voice is hot. I mean, I mean, Scott's a good looking dude. It's not like, oh, Scott's hideous, but... But he is the, the Brad Pitt to our Thelma and Louise on the show. He's a rapist? <laughs> is that what you're saying? I forgot. Oh my no. God. That's like an, a pivotal scene. Louise is going to wonder where I am. Fuck Louise. Was that him? Was that him? I only have seen it once. Pretty sure. Oh my God. All right. Let's move on. Jesus. I'm sorry. Okay. Hi, everyone. Longtime listener, first time anonymous caller. My husband and I live with his elderly relative and have for the last several years of our marriage. I've always tried to stay out of decisions with this person because they aren't nice to me and they're not my family. So I'm aware that my perspective is different than the rest of the families. It's getting to a point where I straight up do not want to live with them and the 24-7 care team that I have to work around. My husband was always seemingly on my side, but as their health gets worse, I can tell the shift in him and his ever-growing resolve not to put them in the home. Am I the asshole for even making an issue out of this? The older I get, the more I just long to lock my door and be left alone with my husband and not have to constantly think about this person. Again, who has never been nice to me, so we've never been able to bond. And the 24-7 care team who calls me, not my husband, when they have any issues. For context, we live in a side-by-side where we have half the house, but the kitchen and laundry is on their side. So to use either, I have to be nice and talk to whoever is in the house at the time. I tend to avoid the areas as much as I can until there's a break in the team. I feel like I've spent the last few years hiding in my own home, but it's a shared home, so it's not really mine anyway. I've brought up us buying another house, but there's no one else that can live in. And if we bought a house, they would have to move to a care facility. Her son has been joking for years that they could die at any moment, but they're just going to end up outliving me. LOL. Do you think I just need to suck it up and be kind? Her son has been laughing. Okay, so this woman- being- Wait. Well, okay, you go. They're being very purposefully obtuse about who this relative is. Yeah, but but this relative is a woman and she's saying her son. So there's a son who's not living there that could be taking care of his mother. the son the husband? Okay. Let's say this is your husband's mother. I mean, we don't have Let's your name. Let's say not so. that it is if they're listening. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like how many people could possibly live in a side-by-side? Chances are not everybody who's going to get their feelings hurt is listening. Let's say right. this is your husband's mother. Yeah. That is his own guilt, his own thing. I can't, that's a tough one. But if this is not, I feel like it is the mother. If this is a random relative and there's a son involved, like that guy's a piece of shit. He should be doing this. I just want to say this one thing. If they've never been nice to you, did you guys move in? Cause you're like, we will facilitate this care. Is there money to have? I mean, if there's money to have care, let's say it's your parents. So there's a, yeah, this is I, too many variables. There's a full care team. So why are you, are you there because it financially benefits you? Or is there a re, like, is there a holistic heartfelt reason you're there? But if there's a full care team, can you not just live by and visit like twice a week? Well, so they're saying that if someone needs to live there because the care team works with her and her husband, like they talk to them to coordinate stuff. Someone has to live with this relative. So they're saying they can't move out because no one else would move in. But not only are they living with the sick relative, but they have around the clock workers there in their home. It's right. And they don't, the husband doesn't want to send this relative to To a a care facility. I don't, I feel like- why are they not nice to you? Is it, are they, do they have dementia and it's like, you shouldn't take this personally or- They've never been nice. 
So let's assume that they've just always been a jerk. I mean, I guess like if I'm someone that needs round the clock care and I know no one wants to live with me, I probably wouldn't be nice to anyone either. Uh, I, I also think, you know, you're married to this guy. Was this part of the deal when you got married? And also you're allowed to want your own space. So I think it's yeah. just going to come down to how important is it for, like, is there some way to up the quality of care for this person while also living your own life on your own terms? I don't know because I, you won't tell us how the relative is related to you and if there's other kids that can take care of this person who may or may not be a right. piece of shit. You, yeah, you, there has to be some other option because you're, you're hiding. Like you can't go in your kitchen. You can't go in your laundry. There's just always people there. I mean. Or is it like you agreed to do this because you needed a place to stay and now that the going's gotten tough, you're like, we don't like this. Like how fair are we being? So get back to us when we, you can tell us what kind of relative this is because sometimes there's a relative and like the other kids just don't want to step up. But you're allowed yeah. to want to have your own space with your husband. Um, but also remember, if they did you a favor, maybe you're doing them a favor. Also, this thing where it's like, they could die at any minute. You guys, that's a person with a life. Like, that's so shitty to say. Hopefully they yeah. die soon. Hopefully. Maybe if you could find like a good facility, you know, whatever you're spending on the at-home care is probably quite a bit. Also, why do they need to coordinate with you if it's a team? Like, I don't know anything about uh, late in life care, but that just seems, yeah, maybe do you have to cook for this person? Is there a way to set up rules? If this person is lucid, can you be like, why don't you like me? I don't, there's so many things here that you have the power to change. Um, is your husband a little weird? Does he just feel guilty? Does he not want to be the bad guy? But you're within your rights. Like if if all things are equal to be like, I'd like a space with just you so we can have sex and walk around naked and have ice cream. <laughs> ice cream. Gotta express Hi, yourself. Eliza. You gotta express yourself. You guys, life is too short to be fucking miserable. Who are you doing it for? Ice cream. Yeah, especially at this point when people are like working from home you're, and just yeah. you're stuck inside. And now there's all these other people inside with you. Kick your life into high gear. You only get the one. Ice cream. Hi, Eliza. <laughs> Congrats on sweet baby girl. My fiance and I just bought our first home together. We're so overwhelmed with all the projects and decorating we need to do, but also super excited. One thing we are noticing as we combine all of our things is how much literal garbage we own, i.e. tacky decorations, Oof. cheap furniture that didn't survive our 20s, and somehow three couches that combined don't manage to seat more than one person, one small <laughs> child, and one very large orange cat. <laughs> I love your simple and tasteful style and you and Noah seem to have combined your taste in a way that works. My question is, what are your favorite places to buy affordable or maybe not so affordable interior home decor and furniture? I don't need solid mahogany, but I also don't want to replace things every five years because it's gone out of style or it's so cheaply made it didn't last. Bonus question, any unique ideas for donating and repurposing the stuff we need to get rid of? Okay, you're not going to want to know where I got my stuff because <laughs> no. it will it will further the divide between celebrity and listener. That where means, did you get your stuff in the past? Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Your condo. It's not like, look, I'll be honest. I, I have not gone to like a major, like an Ashley Furniture. I've never been to an Ikea. That has nothing to do with like, I'm so wealthy. It's just... When I had a condo, I bought like a couch and we live in LA. There's this big furniture complex in Venice that has like normal price couches. Um, 
you know, you don't want to hear that I went to like Roche-Bobois to get my couch. Like that's not tenable for most people. And I get that. But that was also an investment in like a furniture art piece that that I wanted. Um, oh, that, I mean, if that's a piece I'm thinking of, you've been thinking about that for years and years. That couch I hated, different couch. But like, you know, oh. I'm not going to go into like what costs what, you know. Here's the thing. Any, and any designer will tell you, you can mix expensive with moderately priced with inexpensive. Like you mix these things. You're not going to get like all Versace furniture. I don't know where you live. I can't tell you, you know, Google around, think about the thing that you want. And I, of course, I always want quality over trendiness. Like you, like I bought a couch at Restoration Hardware and I plan, and it's a leather couch and it's meant to be beaten up and you're going to have it for years and years and years and years versus buying like a cheap couch. You said this once, Emily, you were like, you were talking about like how you stay, like being poor makes you stay poor because you keep having to rebuy things. Now mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here being like, so just spend 30 grand on a rug, whatever. But there's a way to have like key pieces that are nice and everything else can be less expensive. You know, uh, what's it called? What's the one that had this, the child trafficking scam? The website. Oh, Wayfair. <laughs> Wayfair has some good stuff. I've definitely bought stuff off of there. Uh, also for wood stuff, like thrift stores sometimes will get, the, cause they'll just get Salvation Army type places. We'll just get big donations of like houses that were cleared out and there'll be nice big thick dressers and sometimes bed frames and that kind of thing. If you got the time, you could do like an estate sale. I would Google around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have a yard sale if I were you. I would also for the tax write-off donate. It doesn't always have to be Goodwill. It could be a battered women's shelter. If you have a religious mm-hmm. affiliation, it could be a specific church or like a Jewish women's services place. Plenty of places. Uh, I don't throw out, for, I mean, some, if you buy like a put it together yourself, like the desks that we have in here are from like the internet. <laughs> like they're from Amazon mm-hmm. and they're shitty. And when we're done with them, we'll just throw them away because there's no way to redo this one. But key things that are important to you. I think a couch should be something that you have a while for a while. So invest in that, something durable. Everybody wants a, a nice, mattress. good mattress, nice coffee table, or at least a decent coffee table that you can put beautiful things on, little objet de art. Do not get that tempered glass. I keep seeing videos of people where they set up their tempered glass table and then it just shatters into a million pieces. That happened. Hunter came to get some of our patio furniture <gasps> and him and his friend picked up the coffee table, which I'd never picked up, and they turned it sideways to put it in a van and the top just slid off and shattered into a million pieces. It happens. It's not worth it. It's all about like what's also for me, there are certain pieces of furniture that have like always been on my mind. And I'm like, now is the time to just get it and have it. Um, Mm. So it's not about having everything expensive, but key things. There are a billion ways to get beautiful pillows. You could even buy material you like and stuff it yourself, you know? So don't spend money on stupid things, but invest in like a nice dining room table. And there are classic designs. Or if you've always had like a style and taste, I always vote classic and quiet and chic over extra stylish. So those are my small thoughts. Um, yeah. And live in the house for a while. Live in there really. If there's something that keeps popping into your mind that you want, then you get it. But live there, see what everything needs. Like I'm just going to share this with you. We redid a bunch of things in our house and then we found out a pipe had grown roots through it. When I tell you the amount, it, the, I can't even talk about how much it costs, but we'll call it, we'll call it tuition for a small college 
to fix this and we had no idea. And it's like, oh, I wouldn't have redone those floors had I known that that problem was happening. So live in this space for a while, get a real feel for it. Pick up some paint samples. Could you make the room warmer with just a coat of paint versus crapping it up with a bunch of stuff? Get nice frames. You don't want cheap frames for stuff. Pictures, warm it up. Anyway, and be careful when you buy a rug because some rugs pill forever and you've got fuzz all over your house in your dog's mouth and it's awful. It's It's never going to end. You're always going to be adding, but the idea is to buy a home that you want to be in forever where you can pour your love into it. Not move every five years like like you're running from something like me. I do love this house though. Okay. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hi, Eliza and pals. Congratulations on Sierra May's safe arrival. Thank you. I'm currently married, 37, pregnant with twins. Ooh. I have tickets to your May 7th San Diego show as well as some seated concerts. My husband is scared of having me do anything too strenuous. We had a rough go in the beginning of the pregnancy with some bleeding, but that has since cleared and doctor has taken me off pelvic rest. I'm still considered high risk due to age and it being multiples, but I don't see the harm in waddling to a seat and enjoying myself. In your experience, is it totally doable to go to some mellow concerts in your comedy show at 24-ish weeks? How do you get over the anxiety that something might go wrong with the pregnancy? Thank you. Well, first of all, I mean, you're talking to someone who did a 14... You were performing the show. 14-city <laughs> tour in, a foreign, in foreign countries at seven or eight months pregnant. Seven months yeah. pregnant. So... I can't give you any medical advice. I also think, you know, mm-hmm. people bleed. It's not a big deal. Uh, you're going to be... And also, like, this mellow thing. Like, you're not going to, like, a punk rock mosh pit. Like, you're just going and you're sitting and laughing is good. You're not going to go... I hope you don't go into labor too early. 24 weeks is what? How many months? Is 4, 8, 12, 16... Six. Around six or seven. I think it's fine. I think as long as you maybe keep that bag packed in the car just in case, but you'll have access to cars or Ubers. God forbid something happens, but you need to live your life. If you feel good, your baby will feel, if you don't have any medical issues, if you treat your body like it's sick, it will act sick and you will limit yourself. So I can only tell you from my own experience, like I didn't miss a chance to walk, to bend down, to squat. Like I kept my body in motion. Um, Go, and if you don't feel well, you leave. But you don't want to miss out on life and you were fine the whole time. 
The baby yeah. is fine. If the doctor says the baby's fine, the ba- as as vulnerable as being pregnant makes you, like babies are a lot tougher than you think, and so are you. Mm-hmm. Definitely keep those tickets. You'll <laughs> only be brought to your feet to applaud for me at the end. <laughs> and perhaps at the beginning and maybe in the middle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My vote is get out there and enjoy your life. Oops. I dropped yeah. that pin. Hello to everyone who makes the AIA team great. You're the highlight of my Wednesdays, but today I started off on a sour note and wanted Eliza's take. Now we all know Eliza's take on these healthcare portals, which I totally agree with, but today I needed to obtain my son's immunization records for his pre-K registration. I called the doctor's office thinking they can just email it to me, but I was wrong. They could only fax it. I don't own one and who still uses these? No one! Or Or I can pick it up in person. The woman I talked to said I could also get it in the portal, which at the time was more convenient than driving over to pick it up. I couldn't figure out how to find an immunization records report. I could see his history. I called again, asked if someone was able to tell me where to get this, but the person who picked up, different than before, could only say she could fax it or I can get in person. I said, but isn't the portal supposed to be better for me to gain this info? The person I spoke with before said to call back if I needed help. but She said she doesn't know how to work the portal. So my only option is to fax it or pick it up. Am I being entitled to wanting someone to help no. me? Anyways, I guess I'll have to listen to the newest episode on my drive to the doctor's office. Cannot wait to see you in May. Thank you for coming to NH, New Hampshire. Yeah, I think so. Um, no, you're not being entitled. We got to get this fear out of our minds, ladies. You're like, I'm trying to send my kid to school. It is compl- it's so antiquated. And the medical system so has you by the fucking balls. I am not, I'm in the, <laughs> the other day I got a, text that was like, you've been charged $144 at like 7 a.m. to the pediatrician's office. So when we went for a checkup, I was like, what is this? They're like, oh, it's administrative fee that we charge all the patients. I'm like, okay, doesn't seem like I had a say in it. And then yesterday in the mail, I get a paper bill for $144. (laughs) They were like, this amount will automatically be billed to your credit card. And I was like, they're like, or you can pay it here. And I'm like, but you already took it. Of course I called. Of course they're like, um, we're not set up to not send paper bills. You have to do it. Of course, I was able to talk to an office manager who fixed it. It really just depends on who you can get on the phone. Yeah. And you can be as nice as you want. Sometimes people are just like, I clock in at nine. I clock out at five. I fucking hate you. And that's not your fault. The fax thing is insane and medical offices are notorious. First of all, there is like a HIPAA thing. So they have to be careful what they do. But I'm like, how do you know... You're even faxing it to me. Like, I don't see how faxes are so secure. Um, it's it, You got to no. get a hold of someone that can help you. Um, and I hate to say this, and I probably wouldn't do this because it also sounds like a phone tree. You can also just contact the hospital who wants your business and be like, this is untenable and threaten to go to another hospital. <laughs> they're, all, they're all awful. It's just, all the portals are bad. Yes. I'm just at this point have like that just... I've resigned myself to that. You got to get that office manager on the phone and be like, I am in the portal. I have a sick child. I'm unable to come. Where is it in this portal? Because what you're dealing with is like a lower level worker who's like half asleep that just doesn't fucking care. So find someone that cares and or it's just not in the portal and they're dumb. And I know people Mm -hmm. are going to call and be like, I work in a medical office and we really try. I will tell you as a patient, it is really... It's really frustrating when you pay a lot of money and when they're just like, we basically don't care. I do have a hack for you though. If you want help, there's, I called my doctor's office. There were two options. One was if you want to pay a bill, press three. If you have a question about your bill, press four. 
I had a question. I pressed four. Nobody was available. I called back. I pressed three, meaning I wanted to pay. Of course, somebody picked up. So you lie until you get someone on the phone that can help you. That's Trans, yeah. Transfer me three times. No one would tell the next person what this was about. I was like, all I want to do is not get a paper bill because it's not 1995. Yeah. I'm not paying by check. Am I 90? Anyways, I feel you. So when you get there, when you get to the hospital, be like, I would like to correct this for the future. So please show me on this laptop that I brought where I'm supposed to click. Because it could be right there and our eyes just aren't trained to see it. I feel like those portals are set up to be user-friendly. And they're like, it's this white button that keeps disappearing. How could you not see it? Yeah, sometimes those portals, like they're run by their own company that you can reach out to for help. Like it'll be like tech services, contact our support line, you know, and then they can walk you through it. Well, everybody builds their platforms thinking they're intuitive, but it's no different than when you go to like streaming services and you're watching like Hulu and you're like, so you take me out of the show I'm watching and I have to re-put it back in and scan through all the seasons to find my season. Every dork who programs us are like, this is super intuitive. And as the consumer, you're like, I have no idea what's going on. So give it a beat. See if maybe you can figure it out. Hi, Eliza and team, plus a newest member of the family. Due to my friends and I living on opposite sides of the country, we don't get to see each other very often. Our friendship is a lot of Snapchats of our boring days and texting about random stuff. What I love most is that we don't feel like we have to be in constant contact to be true friends. We understand that we're living adults We're living adult lives. We're not living adults. We're living adult (laughs) lives with jobs and other stuff going on. When we do get to see each other, it's like we're back in high school without a care in the world. I've hit a sort of awkward situation I'm not sure how to handle. One of my better girlfriends has been dating slash living with this guy for a couple of years, and pretty much everyone is just waiting for a wedding to happen. But recently, I've started to notice things that make me think they've broken up like not attending family gatherings together, which is always a type of thing with them, or posting lovey-dove Instagram photos. So my question is, how do I approach the situation on finding out if they did break up? What? I respect if life just happened and she forgot to tell me, but I also don't want to look stupid on randomly asking about him and then her being like, oh, we broke up, and then that being even more awkward. Help me. P.S. I don't think she had to tell me if they broke up when it happened. I just think she would have told me because I was good friends with him as well. Wait. Not so close I could text him about this. We've asked this question. This person, you have asked me this question before. Are you sure? I'm having severe deja vu as you're saying this. And I was like, and I answer, because as you're saying this, I'm like, my answer is text her and be like, I don't want to be ruder and sensitive, but I don't want to say the wrong thing. Did you guys break up? Oh. Why would you? It's ringing no bells for me. If you are listening to this podcast and you think I've answered this before, please write back because I'm pretty sure. Well, this is crystal clear to me. Just be like, I feel like, just put it on you. Be like, I feel like an idiot, but did you guys break up? Now it's going to suck if she's like, no, we're happier than ever. And then you can be like, LOL. Oh, he wasn't there. I you know, or just text her and be like, hey, how are things? How's Rick? And then she'll be like, we broke up. Like what is what's you're obviously not that close. That's that you can't ask. Yeah. Also, she's a mega bitch if she's like, how dare you bring up his name? Like she probably would love for you to ask or be like, do you need to talk? But just be like, how are you? Great. And how's Rick? What did y'all do for Christmas or what did you do for Easter? Whatever. There's a billion ways in. Next question. Can you share the name of the Lisbon Hotel headed there in October? Yeah. That rooftop bar sounds awesome. The Vintage. 
most people listening, this doesn't matter. The Vintage Hotel in Lisbon, they were so nice. The hotel is so cute. Um, and the rooftop bar is adorable. Yeah. Check it out. Lisbon, Portugal is like the place to go because it's one of the few countries in the EU that's inexpensive still. <laughs> mm. And uh, for whatever it's worth, when you go, there's a restaurant there called Romero. Romero's or Romero. And it's a super famous seafood place. And you just got to go. There's no one you can call. You just got to put your name in, wait in line. They call your number like bingo. And I ate a shrimp that was the size of my face. And it was outstanding. So go. Size of my face. Hi, Eliza. <laughs> Hi, Eliza. Emily, Snow Peach, and Little Pink Tree Frog. Question. Am I being selfish wanting to put off having a second baby? Context. I am 35, my husband is 36, and our daughter is eight months old. It took us five years to have her, including miscarriages, infertility treatment, cycles being canceled due to COVID, etc. When I finally was pregnant, I had a hypermesis and then pelvic girdle dysfunction. Oof. At one point, so bad that I could barely walk. All of this during the pandemic, where I was working as a medical doctor. Oh my God! My <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> After my baby was born, I had postnatal depression and found maternity leave very lonely. Coming back to work has made me feel more like myself. I'm still breastfeeding my daughter, but I feel like the end is in sight and I'll finally have my body back after years. Problem. My husband wants a second child. Am I being selfish wanting to put it off a year or two so I can have a break for a while? Given our history and ages, time isn't on our side, but I just want a break. Oh my God, I totally hear you. I totally... I don't. I'm not a doctor. I did not have those problems. I am not going to be like, you're a superwoman. But that sounds like you are an incredible person, incredibly strong. You deserve a break. And just the fact that you had a kid at all is like such an investment in your future and your husband's future. Like, I get wanting to take a break, but I also, I'm just telling you, like, I hear you. Because I was like, do I want a second kid? But part of me is like, well, I really would like to see these projects through and I would like to give myself a chance to make sure that I can get back to where my body is. Um, you're allowed to take a break. You're mm -hmm. allowed to take... I would go see a fertility doctor and also be like, is if I try to have a kid in a year, is this still... Can it? Will it be just as difficult or is it impossible? I would go way out your odds because if she was like, if you don't do it in the next two months, you can't have kids. But if she's like, yeah, it'll probably... you know, If you would sign up for that again, would you? I don't think she wants to do it again at all, which is totally fine. But it sounds like the husband wants a second kid and she really has spent five years feeling like her yeah. body isn't hers and doesn't want to go through that yet again, ever. If it necessarily. were, yeah, but it also could be easier or for some reason, maybe your body's different and you can't, I don't know fertility wise. If it, here's mm -hmm. my question for you and you can ask yourself this. If it were going to be easier, if this time around there were no complications and you could get pregnant easier, would you do it? Do you need a little bit of time to miss being pregnant if you liked it at all? Do you need a little bit of time to kind of forget all of that? Because this is why women do it is you kind of forget the pain. Um, but you're definitely owed a break. She's only eight months old. Like let it, you, you're definitely allowed to take a couple months. And if it's a couple months difference between being able to and not being able to, that's different. But I feel you. I'm like, just give me- She wants to break a for a year. You're, I, I, I think you are. And I think your husband needs to be a little bit more understanding. There's also the version where it's like, or you just bear down and do it. And then you get to have these kids for the rest of your life. So I can't give you that, but I would talk to a fertility specialist to see like what kind of runway you actually have. If it decreases yeah, your- maybe a, 
I'm just saying if it decreases your odds by like 1%, is that a risk you're willing to take? Uh Also, just remember, whatever you end up doing is what you're supposed to do. It will be perfect. If you get pregnant on accident, that is what's supposed to happen and it's perfect. You know, if you get pregnant and you get, I mean, you're not going to get rid of it. That seems like something you wouldn't do at this stage, but I'm just saying, because I don't want girls to think if they get pregnant, it's supposed to happen. You have choices in life and whatever you end up doing will be right for you. Uh Don't worry about it, but go get that advice. Yeah. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course, you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. Hello, Eliza, Emily, Teeny, Wait, 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 Sweet. wait, wait. Let's see if you could hear Tianfu snoring. Nope, she woke up. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> it's very cute. All right. Uh, my question is this. I've been single for about six months now and I'm loving the independence I have found. Now I'm interested in maybe trying to date again, but how do I manage and balance my independence while making room for another human in my life if I ever find one? For example, I would rather have a night in watching movies and don't care to do things by myself. How do I even fathom or accept that my life won't always be able to be this way? Also, after hearing you talk about Sierra's blue eyes, will you ever post a picture of just her eyes to show the color? Congrats to her. And I'm so excited to follow your journey as a mom. Uh, I don't know. Congrats to Sierra. Congrats, Sierra. You're in the 7% of people with blue eyes. I don't know because I feel like people might capture them and like retinal scan an image and (laughs) make an NFT out of her iris. And I don't know. I probably won't. I also probably wouldn't. Be like, check it out. Superior, light blue, ocean eyes. Uh, right now, they're just normal blue baby eyes. Um, I'm not clear on what your question is, but regardless of your question, I can tell you, being with the right person or a person who's good for you doesn't require work. Especially, I mean, yes, all relationships, you know, a little bit of work is another person, but it should be easy. It should be easy. Especially like without kids, like you meet someone, they should fit in. They should want to sit on the couch with you. Like you shouldn't have to. I think it's this thing that we say where it's like, I don't know, I'm just too busy right now. It's because that person wasn't for you and they weren't fitting into your life. The right person will fit in. I'm a very busy person and Noah just fit right in. So I really wouldn't even burden yourself with thinking about these hypotheticals because the right person, you will naturally make time for them. Yeah. They will become a priority just as the other stuff will. Like it's not going to be weird. So don't worry about it. 
I don't understand your sitting at home thing. I don't understand what you're asking. I think it's now that she's so into just like she's doing her own thing. She stays in. She doesn't do anything like dating someone would be an adjustment. Yeah. Or that person loves to stay in and sitting with them is comfortable. Or you're just watching TV by yourself and you don't date someone right now. Like, that's great. I also just want to say this one thing. And I was going to make this a top bottom of the cup, but I am just going to say this. I was talking to a friend recently who was talking about how she missed this ex-boyfriend and he's not right for her. And she was like, the truth is, I don't miss him. I just miss having someone. And I want to say this because I spoke to her at length about this. And I'm just going to be very clear when I say this. As single, first of all, society is not kind to single women, particularly single women in their uh, mid to late 30s. But there's this weird thing that's happened to women where when you're single, it's almost been beaten out of, I'll say us because I've been that woman, been beaten out of women to admit that they don't like being single. For some reason, single women are supposed to go around just like crying from the rooftops like, I love it. I'm independent. I'm thriving. I don't need a man. I'm loving this. And I don't buy it. I believe there are moments where it's like, this is great. I'm really loving my friends. Of course you want a partner. Of course you want someone to share your life with. That's okay to say it. For some reason, it's been labeled as like pathetic that women are like, yeah, I want a boyfriend. I want to get married. It makes them sound desperate. And so there's this like facade that women put on. Of course, you don't want to go on a first date and like cry and be like, I don't want to be lonely. But the idea is that you would go on a date with someone and be like, yeah, I'd love to get married and have kids. And that person would be like, that's what I want too. Let's see if we're a match. I talk about it in my standup, how it's like, just because a woman says she wants kids, it doesn't mean with you. So women are labeled crazy and desperate. And yes, there are some that are that, but it is totally abnormal to be like, I love being single. It's all I've ever wanted. I don't want a partner ever. I'm a kick-ass diva bitch businesswoman. It's okay to admit like, yeah, I would love a partner. It's okay to not be okay with the fact that you're single at like 36. It's okay to accept it, but... And she was just like, you're totally right. Like what you actually want is to find someone that works. And what is abnormal is to force women to walk around acting like, I'll just be the fun aunt. Like, yeah, that's cool at 60 to be the fun aunt. But like at 35 to resign yourself to that because you haven't found a guy, let's just start being honest and open about what we want. It's just been so beaten out of you. The idea is that you would sit across from someone who also wants that. And for some reason, we're labeled as pathetic when we say we want it. So it's okay to love being single. It's okay to love your downtime. And it's also okay to admit to yourself in the universe, like, of course, I want a partner. You're not fooling anyone by going around and this like overuse of independent. It should be a given that we are independent. Like baseline requirement is that you've like educated yourself. And if you haven't, you've gotten a job. These women that are like, I pay my own bills. Yes, you fucking should. What other way is there to be? It should be an outlier that you're like totally taking care of. That's like being like, I breathe my own air and I make my own bed. Like, what do you want? A fucking cookie? So let's pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, know that you're taking care of yourself and it shouldn't be something that you're touting as this like incredible achievement. We should expect to be taking care of ourselves and we should expect to find someone who appreciates us. And it's not mm-hmm. pathetic to want it. Had to say that. There you go. It really bothers me. You, re- you, you have a different top bottom of the cup? Yeah, I got a bunch. 
Okay. You want one more question? You didn't prepare it, did you? No, because we're wrapping up. It's top of the cob time. All right. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is... Oh, I feel like it's really heavy now. But my top of the cob <sighs> is... And obviously, like, once you have a baby, you are chemically a different person. But I've been doing a lot of, like, long, heavy thinking alone about the universe, my place in it, other people. And we can get to those revelations later that I'm sure thousands of people have had. But I have this, it's not even a revelation, but like this aha moment where I was like, I don't need to connect with everyone. And I say that like, of course, as like a celebrity, you always want to be nice to people or people reach out. Somebody reached out recently and they were like, hey, I was the waiter at your friend's birthday that you threw a couple years ago. My boyfriend and I watched one of your specials recently. She wanted to say you're so great. Like, and what they were saying was super nice. And it was a dinner yeah. that like I had paid for. I don't remember meeting this waiter, but I'm sure I was conferring with them about stuff. Like it wasn't, you know, like yeah. I'm sure they were like the head waiter. And it's that in that moment, I was like, I don't need to accept this message. The idea is that I made art, I put it out there, you consumed it, and that's so great. But like, I don't need to connect with you on like a business transaction we had three years ago. I don't need to. And it's not being rude. It's just, what do I do with this now? You mm -hmm. can only acknowledge so many people. So it is, it's no slight to this person. But as women, I think we're constantly expected to always be like, hey, thank you so much. Thanks. Like, this is not a LinkedIn account, you know? Mm-hmm not answering every text. When someone says something innocuous, like, hey, how's the fam? Like, it took you no energy to write that text, so I'm not going to devote energy to that. How's motherhood? You know, you're just like, I'm not, you're not really asking me anything. Yeah. So just not showing up for every interaction. You don't have to connect to everyone that reaches out to you just because social media exists. Or even in a conversation, like, I'm just a lot slower now. You don't need to entertain and catch every single thing everyone's saying. And I found a great peace and happiness in that. Don't need to connect with everyone. Yeah. That's my top of the cob. That freedom. What's yours? Oh, my, my top of the cob is, it is exciting to start thinking about having my own place, even though it's very stressful. Uh, I've never bought property before, but Boy. I like the idea that I could have an office that's very exciting and not just be in my bedroom. You are owed more than a room. You deserve two rooms. Thank you. And a bathroom. And a bathroom. At least one. I could have one and a half maybe. Um, My bottom of the cob, half bath, half soup, half sandwich. My bottom of the cob is this, there's a rat that lives in our yard. Allegedly. Oh. Allegedly, it's a is rat. It you saw that one once, remember, under the, when the raccoon guys came, there was a big old rat, or they saw them. There was like a big guy hanging out under the pool. I think it's a, oh, they saw it. I didn't see it. And yeah. apparently it's either a rat or a mouse. And then someone was like, yeah, they live in the vines and on the plants on your wall, which is so fucking gross to me that there's like vermin, them. like running around for sure. But why I don't like the rat, not only because they carry bubonic plague, uh, <laughs> they've carried it through all these years, is... Tianfu, I mean, I kind of love it, but I also hate that it's loud. Tianfu will sit at the window and for like 45 minutes at a time, just stare outside 
waiting to get a glimpse. And if she does, and I never see the rat, she loses her mind. And then I have to let her out to run out there. But I don't like seeing her upset. Like mm-hmm. goes ballistic. And then you let her out. Of course, she's never going to catch it. And it's just kind of eerie, like Blair Witch. Like my dog's like always in a corner of the yard, just sitting there (laughs) waiting for this rat (laughs) that she checks on and that she periodically harasses like to that hiding rat, like she's the Gestapo, which is a horrible parallel. And I shouldn't have said rat, but she is like secret police, just like barging in. It's kind of like the beginning of Inglorious Bastards. I shouldn't have said rat. Okay. No one cares. Oh boy. (laughs) My my bottom of the cup is also pet related. Mm. And it's that Gracie the other day was rubbing against everyone, like being very nice. And so to that, multiple people in my family said, is she okay? Is she (laughs) sick? Why? What is she doing? Her being nice, her being not nasty was such a concern to everyone that they genuinely were like, is, is, have you checked on her? I'm like, I think she's fine. Maybe she's making some changes at the end of life. Maybe she's realizing she's like, she's like Scrooge. No, she's fine. Well, I'm glad you got to have that experience, that side of her. But I'm like now a little worried that she's sick because <laughs> she's being really nice. No, she maybe she just finally got comfortable. Or folks, don't write in. If that's what cats do at the end of life, don't tell Emily. Don't. Oh, no. Don't, oh, we no. already have two 18. We have two 18-year-old dogs. And one of them, what? the other dogs keep sniffing. And oh, I'm like, no. oh, they know. Oh, no. They know. Well, there was like that famous cat in like an Italian hospital like that would come sit on your bed if it knew you were dying. Counter- there was a horse that did that. Okay. Too. Counterpoint, the cat is what's killing people and it's coming and it's sucking your soul. And it's like, this one's dead. Pick it up. <laughs> Folks, write in your questions. Send them to ask. I mean, obviously you already know this because you did. Ask Eliza anything. Do not DM them to me. We are no, going to... at Ask Eliza on Instagram. Yeah, sorry. That's not... Whatever I just said is not the thing. At Ask Eliza. We are here. Share it with your friends. Share it with your friends who need advice and help. We're here with our top and our bottom of the cob and one hot Scotty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.